0: What's up, guys? You are listening to The Beat London 103.6 FM with me, Bashak, on my show, The Social. Now, we've been talking about it all show, and we are very much live and direct with Creative Mentor Network, talking about their incredible partnership and mentorship program with Sony Music UK. To help us find a little bit more about the partnership they're having and about the amazing world of mentorship generally, We have Sam Conley with us. Hi, Sam. How are you doing?
1: Hello. I'm very well. How are you doing today?
0: Good, good, good. Thank you so much for being on the show.
1: Oh, it's great to be here. I've been looking forward to this. So I'm really excited to to be talking to you today.
0: Let's get into it. So, you know, we've obviously launched this partnership and and we're going to get into that a little later on, but let's find out a little bit more about you, if you don't mind, on a Sunday. Get a little... Absolutely, yeah. Great. So I've
1: been I've been working um, kind of in and around the creative industries for almost seven years now. Um, and that whole time as well, I've also been very directly um, attached to education. So my jobs that I've done have always kind of had that um, or sat in that area between, um, you know, young people um, with creative passions and ideas and kind of the creative industries and kind of what job roles are out there. So initially, I think the reason I wanted to get into that was for, you know, in a way a lack um, in my own education of being encouraged to do the things that I was interested in when I was at a schooling age. So sort of 16 plus, I'd I'd say that I personally kind of just followed what I thought I should do. Um, You know, coming back to going back to schooling age and stuff, I just went to, you know, kind of a middle of the the road state school. Um, You know, I remember it was very exams focused. And I remember that I personally never felt that I I mean, I didn't really realise it at the time. I kind of realised it later on, but it's things that I was really interested in. I didn't ever really develop at school, um, and it only, you know, it's only kind of later on in my in my later twenties that I started to actually kind of take those things a bit more seriously and think about if I could if I could maybe follow those as a job role. Um, and you know, I just personally wish that at schooling age I was encouraged maybe to do more of the things that I was interested in. Yeah. Um, so it kind of comes, you know, doing this work that I do now very much comes from wanting to kind of be the change that I wish I had um, and you know giving young people um, options and encouraging them basically to follow their passions and to follow their interests.
0: Interesting point there. Can I ask what were the things that you wanted to do that you weren't able to do?
1: For sure so the things that I was really interested um, in at that age so i was talking about sort of you know 14 plus at secondary school um, so music um, you know used to do music production used to use Fruity Loops um, uh, making uh, YouTube videos and editing them. So we, so me and my friends used to have a little camera and we used to go off and do, um, you know, it's kind of like prank style stuff, um, you know, quite early on um, and putting that stuff up um, on YouTube. Uh, photography, I used to love taking photos, uh, creative writing. Um, so I had quite a broad range of interests. And, you know, I think it's a real shame that, unfortunately, you know, I never really got to do any of those at school. And I don't remember any teacher sort of ever telling me that, you know, well, you know, it's great that you've got these interests and you should... You should follow them. So those were the types of things that I, you know, wanted to do at that age.
0: It's definitely so powerful when you have it. And it's equally as powerful when you don't.
1: Yeah, for sure. And I just think now it's like I remember, you know, early on YouTube, you know, uploading videos and, you know, sharing them around and, you know, showing them on MySpace and and things like that. And I remember, you know, some of the videos got hundreds and if not thousands of views. And you know, back in the day in YouTube that was like, That was a big deal.
0: Yeah, early, early YouTube.
1: Yeah, when it first dropped. So um I just, you know, think, wow, imagine if we like followed that, you know, if we the skills that we were developing, you know, then and kind of doing for fun, um, you know, could have been things that we could have actually developed and, and maybe used as, mm. as as roles in the future. But um unfortunately we kind of you know didn't didn't follow that and kind of, you know, me and my friends kind of left that and you know, so it's only later on that we kinda of came back and and thought about it and think, actually, you know, I wish I I'd okay. developed those more
0: you know, and all this time, you're going to be the next, you know, link up TV or like, whatever. yeah, who knows?
1: It's <laughs> who knows? Who knows?
0: still time. <laughs> you're still young. It's fun.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: <laughs> I love it. Very cool. And to that point, then, what do you feel like cmn does in, in this space right now to help the men uh, the mentees um kind of facilitate their, their growth because a lot of the people that you guys get are young people uh trying yeah. to figure it out in life as we all are still uh h- how does cmn uh, in your in your experience um kind of help
1: facilitate yeah that? for sure for sure so okay i mean i kind of come back and talk about you know um, i mean what i do a little bit more for the charity so i do um, i'm the outreach manager so what that means is that i essentially am tasked with you know going out and actually you know letting young people know the services that we offer mm-hmm. um so the way that i do that is i often go to schools and youth centers and um, universities and kind of anywhere where young people are going to be um, who are interested in um you know creative uh, practices and what i do is i tell them about what we're doing and i kind of give them support to apply and and understand um what we do and why we do it So, um, I've got quite, you know, from conversations and, you know, working with the young people, I've got quite a good, I guess, oversight of kind of some of the challenges they're facing, kind of what their attitudes are. And I think I often find the same type of thing that I just spoke about, Um, you know, a lot of confusion at that age, you know, 14 plus and 16 plus, um, a lot of confusion about what's out there and, you know, what they can actually do, Um, a lot of stress um, about, you know, exam focused, you know, they're very, stressed about, you know, what their grades are going to be and, you know, they're quite often quite trapped in that. Um, and then even if they do have creative things that they're interested in, um, they often have no reference point for what they can actually go and do with that. Um, they'll only know it as far as, you know, what their curriculum has told them and what their exam is focused on. So I think there's a lot of confusion for young people for, you know, even if they're really, really passionate about a creative subjects, what they can then go and do with it. Um, And as we know that, you know, if you're interested in media or if you're interested in, you know, any of these subjects, you know, there's massive, massive amounts of opportunity out there. But unfortunately, you know, there's quite a lack of direct um, kind of contact between these industries and what's happening at state schools. So I think, you know, what we do is, you know, hopefully there to, you know, try and cover that ground and to try and make those connections so young people can actually see, you know, that their interests are valid. You know, they should really follow them. And actually there's, lots and lots of opportunity out there for them to to get involved with
0: absolutely it's funny that we're having this conversation now because years and years ago i myself applied to cmn as a young younger person being like oh this exists that there's something out here for for young people and because you can know what you want to do and you can be the hottest producer to your point in the game you know unknown but great uh if you don't get into spaces and places where your talents can be nurtured and further developed it doesn't really matter um because you're not able to progress in the way that you wanted so like kudos to to all of you guys for the work that you do um because it is instrumental. it is powerful and hopefully you know the young people we're gonna have on the show will tell us more about that no they will they definitely will Very, very cool. Now, um, speaking of kind of mentees and mentoring, what myths are there that you could dispel for us? Because I know a lot of young people listening in are afraid of the whole process. They might be a little bit more shy. They might be a little less secure in what direction they want to know. They might just know they want to be creative and that is it. Is there anything that you can kind of help dispel while you're live on the show?
1: Yeah, definitely. So, um, You know, talking to the young people that I do, I often come across, you know, some things or preconceptions, I guess, that they might have about um, the mentorships we might offer. Um, So one thing is that they think they personally need to know exactly what they want to do to get a mentor. Um, So often, you know, I have conversations about, you know, young people not, you know, feeling confident enough to apply because they think that uh, it's a bit like an imposter syndrome, I guess, a little bit. They think, oh, I you know, because I, I don't know exactly what I want to do, I, I haven't progressed enough in my field, I'm not worthy of having a mentor, um, which is actually the, completely the opposite of, of what I say to them, which is, you know, the reason we exist is because, you know, you're not you're not merely meant to know what you what you want to do and you don't have to know what you want to do. And as long as you've got an interest and as long as you've got a basic idea of, um, you know, or no, it's actually just an interest, a basic interest in and curiosity in, in what's out there, you know, the mentorship is a great option for you. Um so I think that's the first thing is, you know, that whole thing of thinking that you have to have a certain level to get a mentor, um, which isn't 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 the case. Um second thing I think is, you know, the young people think it might just be like a one way relationship or and this comes from mentors and mentees. And actually, you know, it's a it really is a two way um kind of exchange of information. Um we do you know, the showcases are one of the favorite parts of my job where we get to, you know, hear from the the mentees and the mentors about what they've worked on for the sixteen weeks and um you know, we really find that often, you know, they learn as much as each other. Um, you know, the mentors, more senior in their career, often, you know, learn kind of new ways of thinking or ways of looking at things, um, and also sometimes keep...
0: new language.
1: Yeah, exactly, new language, but also just like about, you know, sometimes the mentors. I think after you've worked in an industry for a while, um, you can get not necessarily jaded, but you know, a bit sort of, you know, they they also want some creative inspiration as well by that time
0: youth energy
1: (laughs) yeah exactly so mentors get that mentees obviously you know then you know get that kind of more senior approach to things they get a real understanding of you know what the standards of industries are and and they get you know things like that so it really is a two-way um a two-way relationship um the second one oh sorry third one i guess is that you know it, it can be too time consuming or it can get in the way of what you're already doing Mm-hmm. So a lot of young people tell me, oh, well, I've got this A-level exam coming up or, you know, I'm, I've got this part-time job as well. And I say, and, and they think that, you know, they need to have a clear calendar for to, to do this. Mm-hmm. And that's definitely a myth because our programs, you know, are made to be flexible. Um, it's less of a course and more of like a, a professional relationship building exercise. So, you know, it's half an hour a week and it's meant to complement what you're already doing. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, that's one thing I'd say is that, you know, it, it, it's definitely flexible and it's, and it's there, you know, we all have half an hour to spare every week, you know, even if we're super busy. And I think it's a really great way to spend that half an hour. Um, another myth is that, you know, young people sometimes are su- super focused on, they think they, the mentor has to have the job that they want. Mm. So, you know, and, and, you know, this is quite a common one because lots of young people, have a very kind of limited view of what roles are actually out there. Right. So if they want to get into film, for example, all they, the, the roles they tend to usually know are director or actor. Mm-hmm. Um, usually that's, that's kind of what I hear. So they think that they have to have a mentor who's a director or it's not going to be good. Right. Um, and as we know that, you know, that's actually um, not the case. Um, you know, sometimes it's actually better to have a mentor who isn't doing the job that you want to do because they're going to give you the breadth of knowledge to see what else is out there. Um, you know, a lot of young people, for example, who want to get into film and TV don't know what production is. They don't know that producers exist and they don't know about that whole world. Right. Um, and, you know, if we match them with a producer, it kind of opens up a whole new world to them. Of, you know, they actually start to think about, wow, how the TV shows actually get made and who right. does it? Who's,
0: who's the people behind the millions yeah. of curtain, right? And
1: that's something right. we don't ever really think, you know, when we're watching Netflix or whatever, we don't ever really think, you know, oh, I wonder how this show was made. Um, yeah. But, uh, you know, when you start to look into that world and and, and have that insight, then you actually start to realise the massive amounts of opportunity and, and roles that are available behind those scenes.
0: Sure. Do you think our UK education system could do some more work in helping prepare young people to, like, the full spectrum of careers? Because I, I remember career day was a thing, right? But yeah. it wasn't that exhaustive. And I don't think I got much out of it for people to come out of, you know, school at kind of... 16, 17, bigger ages, or they're older, and not necessarily understand production, I think that is a loss, because I was much in the same boat, and actually there's a whole cast and crew behind any one YouTube series that I know to film.
1: For sure, for sure. I think, you know, lots of mentees that I speak to want to get into film and TV. It's quite a popular um, area, Um, and, you know, that's also, you know, good to shout out the Sony... Um, opportunity at this point because we are working with um i mean certainly uh, pictures mm-hmm. so you know for young people who want to get into you know create creating um you know film and content you know this is a great opportunity for them um but yeah i get loads of mentees who you know often 18 plus sometimes even you know because the opportunity goes up to 25 mm-hmm. even people who are um kind In of past case. uni level yes. they um often have you know loads who have done film and tv at uni will say to me i have no idea what to do um you'll say i I have no idea how to get into the industry you know i've just finished uni um and that's super super common um even at uni level so um you know it's it's definitely a there's definitely a big disconnect between you know that particular industry from what i can see and young people wanting to get into it Mm -hmm. so there's they might have yes i mean obviously like this is a really great start you know things like mentorships and you know organizations putting mentors forward and and Um, and getting really getting involved in this type of opportunity is a really great start for them to to kind of build that pipeline
0: absolutely and getting that foot in the door is 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 the answer in the question also you know one other thing to mention for anyone listening in is that you know transferable skills exist they are a thing I've lived my life on them and (laughs) you know lead into that as well if you are a writer you can be a screenwriter like everything exists on a, on a spectrum and you don't have to to your point about directors and filmmakers you don't have to be the thing you can be adjacent to that or even yeah. further, a little further on so you know it is Absolutely. possible with a little luck and a little resilience we've been speaking to sam conley from creative mentor network we will be back after a very short music break
1: what's good landon Earth Gang here, and you locked into the social with Bashop on the Beat London 103.6 FM.
0: What's up, guys? You are listening to the Beat London 103.6 FM with me, Bashak, on my show, The Social. Now, we are very much back live and direct with the lovely Sam at Creative Mentor Network, talking all things mentorships, mentees, creative backgrounds, and getting into all of these incredible industries hi Sam how are you doing still with us
1: yeah I'm still here still here
0: Very good now let's talk about some of the more kind of painful parts of, of the creative industry um there's a lot of enough in in inequality. <clears throat> there's yep. a lot of not I can't speak there is a lot of inequality when it comes to opportunities in creative fields um you know, almost 80% of people in the creative industries come from private school or kind of higher income backgrounds. And then that's kind think, of a fact. I
1: think it's worth mentioning there as well that only 7% of people in this country go to private schools.
0: But that's, so a, thing. That, but that's a big yeah. concentration then of that 7% exactly. into creative exactly, yeah. industry, which is yeah. terrible, I think. You yeah. know, there's no diversity of thought, there can't be. They mm-hmm. all hang out at the same country club. Just, they can't yeah. Live. I so how do you guys and how do you as an outreach manager take this into consideration and ensure that those outcomes are acknowledged, overcome, balanced? You gotta balance the scales. We're not saying that it's necessarily bad that people from private school go into these industries, but mm-hmm. there needs to be more space for more minds and you know.
1: Yeah, uh, for sure. And I think what, what is I guess I would personally say yeah is bad is is the fact that you know that what we just talked about talked about looking at the difference in those stats. You know it's, it's just it means that obviously if you're, if you're not going if you're in the 93 percent that aren't going to a private school it means that you know you're for you know a number of reasons not getting the opportunities um to you know go into these these industries um, even if you're really interested and dedicated there's still barriers in the way that that stop you um so we've got you know we obviously have the mission to, to help to to balance that out so um you know Following what I do, kind of speaking to young people and and encouraging them to get into the course. Um, I mean, the first thing is we do have the eligibility. So to do the mentorship programs, you do have to be um, eligible. Um, And what we do is we take into account an age. Um, We take into account whether or not a young person um, was was on free school meals when they were at school. Mm -hmm. Um, We also take into account what their kind of primary household um, earner did as an occupation. Um, and then we also look at the, obviously the type of school attendance they have to go to a state school sure. so in the first instance they have to hit those eligibility criteria in order to get onto the program in the first place so we know that we are accessing you know young people who um, probably aren't going to have those you know um, initial opportunities or you know they're not, probably not going to have that um, kind of social or you know capital in order to be able to make those um, or immediately make those um, jumps for themselves um, So then what we do is we, um, you know, I really focus my outreach. So I really, really target schools that um, I know are going to, you know, be spaces that those young people um, are going to be in. Um, So I've got really great uh, relationships with like careers leaders and Mm -hmm. um, people who run youth centers and uh, universities and all sorts of different programs, Um, you know, uh, youth employment centers and things like that. And what I'll do is I'll visit these spaces um, and I actually do two things. Firstly, I'll I'll talk to young people about what the creative industries even are um often that's, you know, the first step, you know, often they won't even know mm. what I mean by the creative industries and, what, and the fact that we have them as a thing that exists in this country. Mm. So I'll do a little bit of kind of um, work around that and helping them to understand what opportunities there are. And then I'll speak to them about the programmes and what mentoring is and kind of, you know, dispel some of those myths that we spoke about earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll give, you know, a little bit of a case study, I guess, is, you know, we did a programme in Oxfordshire recently. Um, and, you know, what I do is I... Uh, when I'm kind of approaching those those situations, I look at things like the um, deprivation indices. You know, and these are kind of documents you can find online that talk about an area and kind of what the socioeconomic economic um, kind of makeup of an area is. Um, and you know, if you look at Oxford, for example, it's a good example because you know it's, it's an area where 26 percent of children in Oxford live below the poverty line if you adjust for housing costs. Um, and in some of the um, most deprived areas, they have. Um, six neighborhoods with child poverty over thirty percent. So what I do is I kind of look at these areas, and those are the areas that I say I want to get in there and I want to speak to those young people because you know there's amazing um, you know young people there who want to work in the creative industries and have some some great interest, but often you know schooling at their schooling level and stuff like that, the school may not be equipped to to maybe let them know about the opportunities that are out there. Mm. So it's quite a targeted you know way that I do it, um, and you know I, I really make sure that I prioritise those. Uh, schools and, and areas that I think you know probably don't get those creative industry opportunities usually.
0: Mm, I mean, so powerful and you know, kudos to you for going and choosing those exact neighbourhoods that are sometimes harder to kind of penetrate in these ways. Um, what has been the? I guess you know, the other question that I have for that is what has been the the result in in, in your experience? Because I'm sure you mm-hmm. see kind of lifeline and a life cycle of someone who maybe had no idea that a creative industry even existed to coming on board with CMN and and with all these amazing programs, like the Sony one we'll be talking about uh, and and hopefully flourishing, like, what does
1: that look like? Yeah, for sure. Um, So, I mean, often I'd I'd say that, you know, many of our mentees, like when they get matched to a mentor, it's like their first professional relationship. Mm -hmm. So often, you know, it might be the first time they've met someone who, you know, even works in the creative industries or does that type of role. Um, so it's really exciting to see that happening. Um, you know, we do a big launch event at the beginning and, you know, it's really cool to see the build up to it and all the nerves and, and, you know, what we do is we introduce them and they all get to meet at the same time. And it's like a really great, um, it's a really great experience to see them, and it's it's a really great experience to see them, you know, kind of break the ice and to, to start that journey. Um, then, you know, what they'll do is they'll kind of work on, um, what the mentees often focused on. Um, but I'll give you some examples of the things that they usually work on. So they'll do stuff like if they're quite job focused and they really want to get a role, um, often they'll do like CV workshop, like, or sorry, uh, work, like working on CVs. Mm-hmm. Or they'll um, you know look at building a portfolio and kind of understanding the roles and jobs that are out there. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes, you know, they might be quite creative focused. So they might really want to focus on their creative practice. Mm -hmm. So sometimes, you know, they might work on their mentor with like creating like a podcast, for example, or, you know, they might want to have a short film that they want to get off the ground, but they might have a script that they want to write and kind of get it up to industry standards. Mm -hmm. So those are the types of things that I think, you know, I tend to usually see, um, you know, mentees working on.
0: That's very cool. And kind of uh, while you were speaking, the one thing that strikes me is essentially what you guys do is, is the broadening of the horizons, right? Like the the, the the mentee, the young person has all the ingredients, the raw ingredients, let's say. Yeah, for sure. You just help them get them in the oven and, and, and bake so that, you know, when they do come out the other side, they see a different way and they see a different life and they see a different possibility. And that's often all it takes for committed individuals to, you know, try to get their foot in the door of this very exciting yeah. but challenging industry that, you know, we are all think... part
1: of. Yeah, something that excites me as well, actually, is um, there's definitely the element of, you know, seeing mentees build their skills, mm-hmm. but then also, you know, we, I see stories that, um, some of the ones that, that, you know, I find really kind of touching are the ones where mentees also like re-kind um, of pivot what they're doing. So sometimes, you know, we've seen we've seen mentees who actually kind of realise throughout that they, they realise, wait a minute, the thing that I'm doing now, I'm kind of doing it just because I think I should do it and yeah. Maybe, I should, maybe I should, you know, and, and we see a lot of kind of refocusing, a lot of mentees having really, you know, kind of um, quite big experiences for them because it's like, you know, they, they often realise that, wait a minute, you know, I'm maybe following a path just because, or maybe I'm not really thinking about the path I'm following, I'm just going sure. with the flow. Because it and, looks cool, you know, it sounds
0: good, but actually having engaged and having been yeah. doing work, this is the true path for me.
1: Yeah, and then they, and they kind of, you know, often find have a kind of moment where they will refocus and they might think, wow, actually, I found something else that I didn't know about that I'm really, actually really, really excites me and I'm gonna give myself a shot at that. And I think that's a great thing because, you know, personally, I have been, have been a victim of that in the past, you know, kind of what I spoke about earlier, just going along with things and doing them just because you think you should or you don't really think about what your next steps are. And, you know, it can be quite a big thing to actually find something that you're really interested in, something that you you really want to follow.
0: Mm, And pivoting is key in this life, we know. Amazing. Let's talk about Sony Positive Influence, uh, because we have been teasing people with it all show. Um, So for those that don't know, we are in partnership with CMN across the month of May to help amplify their amazing mentorship program with Sony. Uh, Now, we're basically going to get a bunch of mentees uh, on the social across the next few weeks, as well as... Um, speak to people like you and speak to a Sony rep, hopefully too, just to get a sense of this program specifically and how it came to life and and kind of how it works. Looking at previous cohorts um, for Mm -hmm. this program, what can our listeners expect to hear in the next few weeks?
1: Yeah, for sure. So I'll give a very brief overview just of uh, what the Positive Influence program kind of entails. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's a six-month mentorship with um, Sony. um, And this time around, um, so applications are currently open for um, the next round of it. And this time around, we're going to be working with mentors from Sony Music, Sony Publishing, PlayStation and Sony Pictures. So there's a real, you know, uh, broad range of mentors there for different um, parts of the creative industry. Um, so um, some of the mentees that you'll speak to in the future, um, you know, future shows, um, they'll speak about things um, that they've worked on with their mentors. Um, you know, typically, kind of as I spoke about before, the things that mentees look at as like setting up their own businesses, um, you know, refocusing, you know, their talents and what they're doing. Um, We've seen mentees, um, you know, across our programs have things like having a script commission. Um, You know, we've had a mentee on on one program who kind of worked with their mentor to raise £50,000 for their international university fees.
0: Wow.
1: So, you know, speaking to the mentees, you're going to, you'll see a real um, kind of broad like range of what they tend to work on. because it's quite mentee focused so hopefully there's going to be you know loads of exciting stories about you know what they've worked on with their mentors and kind of what the benefits of the program are for for the mentees
0: amazing and just a shout out here the deadline for that application is the 24th of may uh so get in while you can uh amazing now um before we wrap up real quick Tell me what characteristics you've seen in in, in, in mentors, um, sorry, mentees that have come through time and time again. What are the three kind of attributes that you feel like you need to have? Because all of the support and the structure you guys, you guys give is incredible and great, but no matter what, the onus has to be on the individual, I think. So I'd love mm-hmm. to know, what have you come across? Who have you come across to operate in these ways?
1: Yeah, so um... The types of things I'd say, you know, speaking to, you know, someone who wants to apply, you know, if they kind of say, oh, you know, what should I, how should I be, or what should I do, or, you know, I'm a bit, feeling a bit anxious about it. I think, you know, the first thing is, you know, kind of expectations, managing your own expectations, and, you know, realizing that, you know, going into it kind of open-minded in a way. I think, you know, realizing that, you know, your mentor is going to be able to kind of help broaden your horizons, you said earlier. And you know, just basically expecting to to learn. Um, I think you know that's a really good start. Is to kind of go into it open-minded and kind of ready to absorb um, and be yourself. Um, I think the next thing that's really important is you know just the the kind of confidence in a way to take the first step and to you know feel that kind of uncomfortable feeling of you know maybe building that first professional relationship because everyone gets nervous and it's completely normal. And, you know, it can be quite difficult to, you know, go into a world that, you know, you don't feel like you you know yet. So I think, you know, mentees kind of, I really respect the mentees for doing that because, you know, I always say to them when I speak to them after they've introduced, you know, it's it's a big thing to to meet someone, you know, from the creative industries. And we have mentees as young as 16, you know, who are still in year 11 doing their GCSEs. And some of them, you know, will rock up to, you know, the company offices and they'll do their their launch event and they'll meet their mentor and it'll be the first time they've ever met someone in the creative industry and you know that takes that takes guts to do that yeah so, that's a
0: lot of guts that's huge I can't even yeah know. for
1: sure and then i think curiosity is another one i think you know just be, you know mentees being curious and and you know going into it you know just with with questions and and you know being open to to learning um about kind of what's available for them outside of what they might already be doing
0: Very, very cool. I love this. I mean, such incredible gems kind of setting us up for uh, what will be a very, very exciting month. Before I let you go, though, I'd love to know um, where do you want to see personally change in the creative industry the most? We've spoken a little bit about some of the inequalities and difficulties, um, but would love to hear your thoughts on how we change those and stick it to the man.
1: Absolutely. So I think, you know, if I was to make one kind of immediate change, um, I would ask for creative organisations, um, particularly ones that kind of are a bit more established and kind of bigger companies um, to get involved at schooling level, um, because that's not often happening. Uh, young people who are at state schools um, don't really tend to have that many opportunities to meet people from from the creative world, I find. So um, I've got a, a stat here for you. So um, kind of at the careers education stage, so that. 14 to 18 years old, um, only 2% of companies do outreach at this stage. So, and I find that quite interesting because that's also the age that young people are choosing GCSEs and A-levels. Mm. So it's no wonder that young people, you know, are um, confused about the creative industries often because they're being asked to kind of make their exam choices and, you know, quite big life choices before they've even had a chance to under- or be, you know, um, kind of spoken to by by, by industry.
0: Sure, and by being cognizant so, of a different way as well. It's like, yeah for lean sure. so heavily towards the academic, for good reason, as, you know, the academic part is important, but especially in this country, I feel like it's painted as the only picture.
1: Yeah, for sure, for sure. And exactly I think that, case, so. yeah, and I think even for young people who are uh, choosing creative subjects, they are, they still also are don't necessarily um, know what they can do with that. So I think mm-hmm. I would ask companies to get involved at a schooling level, you know, to support... Um, particularly, state schools in you know delivering careers programs and to actually you know meet the young people, you know go out there and, and and tell them what you do and 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 why you do it and how you got into it, and that's really going to empower them to to see what options there are and you know inspire them to to kind of take a chance and and maybe move forward into these industries. So that's I think what I would um, and you know that really helps to dispel a lot of barriers as well. I mean, some of the barriers that young people are facing. I mean, one of them is very common is that you know families and and even teachers and things like that um they basically um you know think the creative industries aren't kind of lucrative mm. you know they think that being creative is a hobby and it's something that takes away from you know having a job and that it's not you know it's just a side thing but actually you know if they got to actually speak to these industries and see what's really happening then see that you know we have um lots of opportunity in this country and you know the creative industries are something that we should really be proud of as a country um you know across all all fields yeah
0: and you know Ask he made a lot of he made a lot of money it's all good
1: yeah yeah
0: this is a way yeah, like so so think,
1: yeah and i think it's just about yeah empowering yeah young people but then you know it, it filters out uh you know people who are at home so carers and guardians and also you know teachers teachers may not even know that these industries are out there and and they may not know how to help their students get into that world so i think if if there was a, a if there's a stronger connection between industry and kind of you know that level of schooling so 14 to 18 i think that would really benefit um, both sides
0: amazing thank you sam so much what a what a powerful kind of message to land on and end on um, real quick would'd love to know how we can get to CMN how people can find you plug yourselves please
1: yeah for sure so um, we're at creative mentor Network on Instagram um, so we've got lots of amazing content on there about the creative industry so not just about the mentorship but all sorts of you know interesting kind of things that um, you can kind of engage with um, we're on LinkedIn as well um, we're on Twitter. Um, so you can find us mainly on those areas so I would encourage people to check those out um, and also, you know, the website for those who have, might have been more interested about some of the kind of stats that I talked about and like, you know, what the creative industries are like and the barriers that young people face if you check our website there's loads of really cool information on there about kind of our mission and why we do what we do
0: Amazing Thank you so much for coming on the show I'm so excited for these next three weeks now four weeks and, uh, you know, we'll, we'll I'm sure we'll be hearing from you soon as well
1: Oh, me too. Thank you so much for having
0: us. Thank you. All right, guys, let's get into some music. You're listening to the social on a Sunday with me, Bashak. Don't go anywhere. Oh, my goodness. What a conversation that was. Big, big shout out to Sam Conley and everybody over on the Creative Mentor team. It has been such a pleasure working with you guys, and I'm genuinely so hyped to share with you guys these insights and gems we're going to be having over the next month about all things mentors, mentoring, being a mentee, the creative process. We're getting into all of it, so make sure you stick around. That is it from me. This week, you have been listening to The Social, and as ever, keep it connected and keep it social.